0: All right, so uh, this is the uh, unnamed podcast because I've yet to name it. And um, we uh, just came out here today um, to the slide. Some of you guys know of it, the riverside. And uh, just came out here just to have a drink. And I came across a friendly stranger by the name of Chase. Chase, you want to say hello?
1: Yep, Chase Mainville. I'm here from uh, Queen Creek just doing some deer hunting out here. spent some time here at the bar this weekend and with just the intentions of meeting some people and kind of seeing what's going on around here
0: nice nice and uh what um what kind of uh what kind of deer are you hunting
1: uh mule deer down here
0: oh nice and uh do you normally catch one every year
1: i have for the last three years in a row
0: damn you're an experienced hunter
1: Okay, so right. that's pretty uh, cool. The archery deer hunting is kind of a sickness, man.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I do. Oh, do,
0: do you all do you do it all both? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, nice. archery
1: only. And like this, uh, I've done four to five hundred miles the last three years in a row, so
0: shit dude,
1: um, I'm pretty proud of being able to shoot three for three. Um, uh, I think that really gonna try to make it four this year and just keep it running but that's uh
0: that's a uh, nice medal to have under your belt just fucking oh i just uh take down this fucking big ass animal with just a bow that's pretty awesome do you ever get weird and like <laughs> no i'm just kidding i know you don't but just get weird and pull out a crossbow
1: <laughs> i don't i don't it's kind of uh i started rifle hunting and once i had killed enough stuff with my rifle i wanted I it didn't a feel. Challenge? I wanted the challenge. It didn't feel the same to me anymore. It, I lost the um, the adrenaline. It, it didn't feel as special. And once I picked up the bow, it's been it's been incredible. It's, do
0: you ever uh, do any of that crazy stuff like bow fishing?
1: I don't bow fish. I also fly fish, and I'm kind of um, partial to carp personally. So carp. I do a I do a fair amount of fly fishing for carp. So.
0: Those are like uh, like the big goldfish, right? Exactly.
1: Okay. We have a lot of them in the valley, in the canals, and in the ponds and stuff. And I hear they'd like for you to get rid of them, right? Because they're, like, invasive? They are invasive, and that's kind of where I toe that line with conservation and personal recreation. I don't like seeing the carp get shot because they are such a fun species to target, but they don't really belong here either. Yeah. So, and okay. my, my buddy, this hat that I'm wearing here, low water guide service, he's a friend of mine that guides for carp, mm-hmm. um, as a full-time job. So, uh, that also impacts businesses like that too.
0: Okay. And, uh, I don't know a lot about it, but do the, did the carp just get there just cause people let them out
1: or? Depends on where you're at, but for the most part, the, they're non-native species, um, They've been introduced by.
0: They can fucking live anywhere, right? Anywhere, just about,
1: anywhere. except saltwater. Um, pretty much, and they've got carp of the ocean too, red drums, things like that. So. Fuck, uh, <laughs> <coughs> I didn't know that. They're pretty prolific. Uh, there's massive invasions all over the the world in different places too.
0: So, in like the freshwater area, do you think it was just people just letting their fish go and stuff like that?
1: No, it was the government.
0: The government put them the there,
1: government put them in there to clean. SRP still uses grass carp to clean the canals, they're sterile now. Um, they breed them, they're white amers. they breed them to be sterile, so they put them in there. They get massive and they keep the canals in the Phoenix area clean, so you're not allowed to take them. But the carp were introduced to clean up, um, river systems, things like that, where they get algae and debris, stuff like that. They, yeah. The carp can clean all that up. Yeah. Hmm. But then they just don't stop. But then they don't stop. And they're really not a problem here in Arizona. They are invasive, but they don't cause a lot of issues, like the Asian carp and the ones that come flying out of the water in the Midwest.
0: I don't know. My ha- My brother had a goldfish, and it ate everything in the tank. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. But I guess that was more of the toxin thing. Like, they couldn't live in the same tank as the goldfish. Oh, okay. That's what I hear. But...
1: All, everything disappeared. I do know I've caught some people's goldfish, and they get huge. When well, it's it's
0: not even that big, but they say that like uh, you can't keep a goldfish in a tank with something as just a friendly thing because they excrete toxins and it kills the fish. But we didn't see any of the fish die. They just disappeared.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. It, it, it was really weird. Like, there was two frogs, a couple shrimp, um, and there were like like just tank shrimp but they were not big enough to be stuck down Mm -hmm. and there was like a couple other fish but they just disappeared really yeah it doesn't make any sense you have a cat no no cats (laughs) no no it doesn't it's my brother's fish but he doesn't have a cat he's got four dogs okay yeah so that that's crazy um so um, just for the people that didn't hear our previous conversation, uh, where are you from and what you've been doing for the last couple of years of your life, job-wise, things like that?
1: I'm from Queen Creek, Arizona. It's kind of a suburb on the southeast end of the Phoenix area. I've um, I've done a handful of different things. In the last few years, I had a pool company, Service Repair. Uh, we built some pools as well. I sold that this summer with kind of the way the market was changing. I was burnt out. Uh, I wanted to try something new. So I sold that July 1st and have been kind of vacationing and hanging out, having a good time since.
0: And so now you're doing the, uh, the firearm, uh, business. How did you get into that?
1: There's that's an even deeper question. Um, <laughs> I used to be into firearms and used to really enjoy doing that stuff. And now i I also got into medical marijuana at a point. Oh, really? Um, had a farm and uh, did not cross my T's and dot my eyes. But you
0: can't sell marijuana and sell guns at the same time.
1: <laughs> correct, correct. And at the time, it was it didn't work out, and I ended up getting um, getting the hard lesson and had to do some time in DOC uh
0: how did it not work out just you weren't following re- the regulations that as far as you or as good as you thought you did correct
1: we had a card expire um my partner and i were just being sloppy i was 25 um being dumb i think we were four plants over our limit they came in they raided our farm they seized the property the home ship uh, vehicles i lost another piece of property over it did nine months on my one year and um in Arizona State Corrections. Damn. Um, got out with two felonies and did my probation, my parole, my probation, all of that stuff. Got my rights restored. Um, so now I'm actually a legal... Um, I'm a felon and I can own guns as well as now I'm a dealer as well. So.
0: Oh, so you grow?
1: I don't anymore. No, oh. no I deal firearms.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: So that's... uh that was a big push but I was into firearms then and then once I got my rights back I just started getting back into it still don't hunt with a rifle though don't
0: <laughs> well think I, ever will. I mean it, it doesn't make sense at this point
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um so uh that's pretty crazy and that's such a stupid and like the whole rating on your 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 marijuana and all that that's always it's always something like that's stupid. And it's cool that a lot of states are, like, starting to legalize their recreational, some lesser than others.
1: But um, it is what it is, and that was uh, kind of a big stepping stone in my life, honestly. It was really hard at the time to accept what was happening and what I had to do, but... At the same time, I grew a lot as a person through the process and um, just as a man in general. So it really, I'm kind of uh, one of those people that I don't think I actually honestly regret anything. Because no matter how bad a situation is, you can always pull a positive from it in a learning experience. Yeah.
0: Talk about the story of a self-made man. He fell to the bottom and came back up. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sound easy. None of it sounds easy because fuck you're at this point. And how much would you say that you're making when you're growing?
1: That was, I know, I really don't know. Probably two, 300,000, um, a year. It was all cash. Yeah. Um, so it got blown. My wife was a stay at home mom at the time. Um, we didn't have to worry about things definitely when I went to prison she had to get a real estate license and had by the time I went to prison she still hadn't even sold a home we were kind of dead in the water we had to rent our house out sold all of our furniture moved in with the in-laws by the time I got out she had gotten a house um, a new car and just she had really rose up and now she has a successful real estate team of 30 plus women, um, underneath her that, that she coaches on how to sell real estate.
0: Damn. That's awesome. So, I mean, I guess the, I mean, kind of taking a, uh, not taking away, but kind of to look at the brighter size of the things, even though you guys had a great time, a uh, great life while you were growing that, that point where it kind of forced her to not, I'm not, I'm trying not to say like the, like the wrong thing, but it, it, it made her realize her actual potential.
1: She was always one of those people that was always going to do something in life. She's a really hard worker. She pushes, she's determined. Um, She, had another company before that then she just wanted to try we had our our first daughter i have my oldest is not my wife's daughter uh-huh. um so we do have joint custody but yeah she had her first child of her own and really wanted to do the stay-at-home mom thing so i supported that um then once this happened once i went to prison she picked up the real estate and I think it I think that was better for her I think she's a happier person because of it she's a stronger person because of it mm-hmm. it's been it's taken away from you know all the bad it's been great for a lot of different reasons and that's why I can't say I regret we had a good time when things were good and then when things were bad we learned and grew
0: yeah you guys grew you grew <clears throat> bigger both sides yeah and you 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 gosh I couldn't I don't even know where I'd start if I was in your situation like it just seems like such a mountain to climb one
1: step at a time right
0: (laughs) that's uh that's how I look at things like just with anything like I'm almost done paying off my student loan and that's a big feat for me but yeah I'm just trying to keep at it and things like that but Gosh, yours, yours. I'm not gonna say yours seems. Yours is a mountain compared to mine because it's your rights being taken away. It's you being incarcerated. It's you having to live nine months being treated as as a number. Mm-hmm. And you just came back from it, and you got it all fixed up. And
1: truth is, everybody's got their own mountain. It may seem different. Um, But there are things that you don't always see either that you can, it's hard to, you can't compare those things, Um, what one person's been through to another, because I think um, there's a lot more that plays into it where, where you're at um, mentally, emotionally, those things or you know, background, history, all of that. There's
0: different variables. It's not the same math problem. It's all. x's and y's and z's i just
1: anybody that betters themselves i think is just a beautiful thing man to watch to be to be able to see or be a part of or or even just learning from how other people do it i've got a lot of people in my life who are very very wealthy and they serve as a good place for me to learn um kind of techniques and how they're doing things so try to eat as much of their information up as possible
0: yeah it's awesome it's awesome stuff man um where 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 are you from uh, aside from have, or were you from phoenix originally
1: born and raised i lived in apache junction until about high school and then moved to queen creek okay so east valley dirt roads um always lived on the outskirts kind of
0: yeah just tried to stay as much as you could to the countryside exactly
1: my parents liked it that way and then my wife and I moved to Mesa over by Tempe for college and then then we had kids and we're like no it's definitely time to go back (laughs) we got back out to the dirt roads
0: and uh your are your parents still together
1: my parents are not they um they split up when i was i went into the air force at 17 i think oh you're oh um, you're a veteran so nice. i uh i graduated high school at 16 started college at 16 had my daughter at 17 i think mm-hmm. um and then also enlisted in the air force at the same time too wow so then i was already out of the house it didn't impact me the same way that i think it impacted my siblings yeah
0: and uh, how long were you in the air force
1: i was in for less than a year i was i was a trainee for one of their special operations program Um, i blew out my knee and i ended up getting a med board that's always Um,
0: that's always the worst when like i hear the stories of people that are like and it's the people that are like rearing up to go and they're just like yeah, I was ready to go in. I went through basic training, blah, 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 or I, and I broke my hip or something like that. That's
1: It's devastating it, at the it time. It sounds
0: like it, and especially as, um, since that's uh, so young like that, 17. That's kind of like you're you're zeroed in. You're zeroed in on completing that, and then you blow out your knee.
1: It was something I would always wanted to do. I had finally committed and, and did it. I was in really good shape, naive. Um, at best we had between my flight and my brother flight going through basic, there's 120 of us, about 95% were, um, either pararescue or combat control trainees. One guy made it. So the attrition rate is extreme. Um, I did not know what I was getting into at the time. So it was really hard at the time, uh, failing because of a medical injury, but, um the possibility of completing that was also slim and that that I was able to look it back on later in life and not be so upset. Yeah. Failure's never fun. No, it's definitely not, and it's a hard pill to swallow for sure. And it's hard to look back and see how you set yourself up for it too. And, yeah. You know, that was a much tougher program than I would have ever imagined.
0: Yeah. What uh was it so You were, um, so what were you, you were, you said you were a tactical, what was it?
1: Combat control trainee. Okay. What, what, what would have been your role? They basically go in and establish airfields before anybody gets there. So supplies can be dropped, things of that nature, um, take over airfields and then basically convert them over to American assets okay so planes we can get planes cargo um ammo just materials in
0: and the the training was just
1: really uh, the training was really rough the training's the training is the most extreme thing i've ever witnessed in my life um people dislocating hips broken collarbones one guy drowned wow. um, which isn't were they having you uncommon. like was it like swimming or like what swimming running rucking um, all kinds of calisthenics. It sounds like they're, yeah, no, that
0: sounds like basically, yeah, you're just...
1: If you've ever seen a program on Navy SEALs and BUDS and yeah. uh, Hell Week and all of that, there's they have a Hell Week of their own. Uh, it's, it's very similar, not to mention combat control are some, combat controllers are some of the most well-versed um, airmen, soldiers, basically. So
0: would you say that, like, the combat control um, is... Uh, co- combat control uh, I'm sorry that I'm spacing on it but um, would you say that it's any like it's like a step like like there's regular Air Force training and then they, they step up
1: for that, that uh, class? Definitely even in basic training I had anybody who was um, basically a special operations candidate had to wear a blue band which meant we just did three times what everybody else did in basic so if they were doing if we were out there doing pt and it was three sets of of 15 push-ups then it was um three sets of 30 push-ups basically oh wow. that's how it worked out so um i think it was 10 and then 30 so it was three times we ran on the outside of the track in the dirt while everybody else ran on the inside so we ran way further yeah. um, but had to keep the pace with the inside runner so we had to run faster longer and that blue band also is a target on your back, uh, walking around with that on, because you'll get smoked. If you're out of line, then you will get picked Good. on it's, harder. Yeah,
0: they're just like, oh, yeah, I need to beat you down a little bit more. Okay.
1: Yeah, they give you a little bit of extra treatment.
0: Yeah. They're so kind, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't have uh, any idea on it. I've never really served in any sort of military so I, I just know what i hear and people love to shit on the air force they do but before you it's the uh, coast guard so yep, that is <laughs> yeah that's just true
1: yeah navy lines up in there somewhere too i mean that's a tough one yeah
0: well i think the navy one they just make a lot of gay jokes to them
1: Same jokes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay. I'm glad I had the opportunity to go. I wish I could have done more. But how long did it take you to recover from the blown knee? I've had three knee surgeries. I already had one prior to that. With I had screws, anchors, stuff in my knee. I had to get a medical clearance to even go to basic. I, my uh, my kneecap dislocates and comes off to the outside part of my knee. Uh, my leg Eesh. dislocates at the knee. It's real ugly when it happens. It and sounds it, ugly. It hurts incredibly bad. They have to. I've had to be put out, uh, put under just to get my kneecap back in the right spot. And then I get surgery in a couple of weeks kind of thing. So after the swelling goes down, jeez, pretty, pretty painful. Um, but it happens, um, and it will happen again. It's just, it just takes one, uh, one false, false step. Man, yeah. Something dumb happens. So
0: what, what, what would be a false step for you that would be like, that would cause the great downfall?
1: anything where my feet are planted in my body is turning um
0: oh so you got to be very careful with your steps like you got to make sure to do full rotations when you're walking i have to turn you can't just
1: spin i can't just spin quickly um how i did it in the air force was grappling i grabbed um grabbed my opponent and then kind of went to turn and throw him to the side and when i turned my kneecap just came off oh the first time I did it was incredibly embarrassing I was working 16 years old wearing my pants like all the way down ha- halfway past my ass and my girlfriend at the time came by pulled my pants down and being a 16 year old kid I expect her to push me over next so I spun real quick to try to not get pushed over and my kneecap uh, came off I like dislocated and then Jeez. I'm laying there in my Ouch. underwear at my work and
0: that's but, the worst. That's like, that's
1: like your Achilles heel, dude. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. And, um, it'll never, it'll never be the same, but it wasn't good to start. It's a genetic, uh, my kneecap doesn't fit very well, basically.
0: You but, know, can you just screw it in so that stays in place? <laughs> there,
1: I've got, uh, three anchors in there that kind wow. of hold it in a little bit better. It's still, Jeez. it'll still happen, but.
0: Hopefully they come up with some sort of a medical thing sometime soon, so they, you know you don't always gotta be walking on edge.
1: I think everybody's got something though. That's kind yeah. of mine's my knee. I've got buddies that dislocate their shoulder. If you know they, if anything happens, I yeah.
0: Mean, There's just people that have those. Hate to call it a disability, but
1: yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody's perfect. I watched a lot of friends go through. The training in the Air Force. One of my buddies was from Colorado Springs, and the guy could run like I've never seen before. Coming from Colorado Springs, which is I believe like six thousand feet um, down to sea level in San Antonio, um, he was an animal. Man, he dislocated his hip three times before he. Finally... That's a
0: that's a common one in the military. <laughs> it's a, as soon as they hear it hit, hear hip, they're
1: just like get yep. him out. Yep, and then that yeah that happened. It took three times for him to quit, though. And oh, I'll, I'll give it to him. He he got pulled out of training, healed, got back in, happened again. Um, so it's you know just another another testament to it. no matter how badass you think you are, your body has to be capable of it, and your mind. Yeah. So lining those two things up, and that's why the attrition rate for those jobs is so high.
0: Yeah. Definitely, I I hear what you're saying. Where you're, you're you're saying the, the mind and the body, pretty much have to be right because, if you have the body, and not the mind, you're not gonna last. And if you have the mind and not the body, you're not gonna pass your
1: test. That's where I was as well, and I feel like I was, I feel like I was fairly, mentally prepared, um, and strong, strong willed. Hard-headed, basically, at the time, but there was just—if I was smart enough, I would have realized that if I've already blown my knee out twice, it's going to happen again. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that it, it did. I was—and
0: that—that's a lot on your legs in being in the military, as it is. Rock Mar- marches, they have you fighting each other with, which is a lot of rotation on your legs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And aside from Hell, even doing that little, uh, like about face and all, everything like that. Exactly. So that's, I mean, a good lot of it's all in the legs. So I can see that. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't have the body or the legs. I, I just got some, uh, weird, uh, thought in my head that I just, uh, I wanted to join the army and, uh. It wasn't for any good reason, like I just—I think it was more of just kind of just being something great for my family. I guess that's what I thought it was. And after a while there, I—I ended up being one of the quitters, the non-trainers. So, I mean, before basic, while while I was in basic. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up. Quitting that, so when anyone, if anyone ever asks things like that, I didn't serve in the military, and I, I tell them I haven't served in the military. But I mean, it's it's been so long ago. It's been like five years, well, no, it's been like seven years. But it's just something that kind of just sticks at me sometimes. I'm sure. Just like kind of like why couldn't you do it? Things
1: like that, but nothing is ever. As it seems when looking back on it too You have to remember the position You were in at the time when you made that decision And it's hard to go back to that place um, Because Looking back on it now You're just going to beat yourself up on it because you're not there
0: It's definitely something Not an everyday thought but it's just It just is what it is
1: My dad dropped out of high school halfway through his senior year Um, Still to this day Has nightmares about it (sighs) And he's he turned 60 this year. So, wow. Um, some of those small things that, uh, don't seem so big at the time, um, graduating early for me, that one was weird. I almost like, I don't know what I might have missed out on by, um, graduating two years early basically. And I, I went straight into college and I had already had, um, my first child on the way. And, would have been a junior when she was born, so yeah. it kind of um, it worked out. Basically. Yeah, I mean, I was no I older, mean, but I could say I was in college. I least.
0: mean, for your uh, for your instance, and I'm not. I'm 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 done and over with what I'm feeling. Like it's just something that kind of like jabs at me, like ah. Mm-hmm. But um, for your for your instance, it's uh, it's 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 kind of good minus your pain that it played out like that because your first child was with another woman and maybe if you had actually gone
1: all the way through you wouldn't have met your current wife. so or we might not have made it through the whole process together either
0: yeah Um, no maybe she would have just like when things got really shitty
1: just up and left and that's why i say just i can't say regret anything because so much good has come out of everything that was bad yeah and even even the worst things man the prison for example was just um wasn't the worst thing you know how uh where did you go again uh to a low-level yard in marana okay it's a private run prison yeah so, and yeah.
0: how was that a whole experience was it just kind of like
1: uh you know i was nervous at first i didn't know anything at all about that um Knowing that I was going to end up in prison one, after I got arrested and was in the process, I didn't even want to think about it and kind of just shut it out until the day I just... You were by.
0: actually walking out into the yard?
1: Yep. And um, I learned quickly. I did read... I read seven books in the first seven days. Uh, I read... And in that nine months, I read 84 books. Um, wow. I read a ton stuff. Um, well, I mean,
0: what else are you going to do, right?
1: I do like, and I like reading. I haven't read a book since I've been out and that was, um, four years ago.
0: Well, I think you still have some time given the books that you're at.
1: <laughs> yeah. I made up for it there and yeah. I got to read, um, you know, an Anne Rice, um, like a little bit of everything, all the Jurassic Park books and, um, just everything so I wanted to read something I read um, some Stephen King just stuff I would never read otherwise so I, I tried to tackle a few of those and um, ended up uh, I was supposed to get out earlier ended up getting in trouble in there for um, some of the politics stuff that you can't really avoid sometimes the way the way the inmates kind of run
0: what do you what do you mean by
1: that Um Like, for example, there are certain things you just have to do.
0: Um, I'm just going to pause it for a quick set. I got to run to the bathroom. All right. Uh, Sorry. Had to go to the bathroom. Um, But you were saying about the politics
1: and uh, the jail. There's just some stuff you have to do um, because Arizona's prison system is greatly divided by race. So there's a lot of things you can and can't do. Um, so it's more like prison top politics prison politics oh, okay okay so in the prison politics in Arizona really run the prisons and the um, corrections officers kind of let it work itself out in that manner um, there's kind of a somewhat of a mutual respect that goes back and forth between uh, basically the the gangs and the officers so yeah
0: that's what i've heard that you know you you treat them with respect and for the most part
1: they'll let some stuff get swept under the rug because they, a lot of times they know what's going on too um they'll stop race wars and things like that like big riots but a lot of the um the discipline between race and between races is just kind of just unchecked
0: it's kind of like something like they say it's out of our hands just let it work itself out, or they, it's, it's or it's easier to just not get involved.
1: They know they're going to have bigger problems if they step in, basically. And rather by letting by letting the races do what they want to do on the small scale, it enables them to be safer and avoid the big things. Yeah. So there's, um, you know, it's divided by uh, woods in low level prisons. Woods Woods is is white boys. Oh, okay. Um. Pecker Woods. yeah. The um, Blacks are kinfolk. Oh wow! The Mexican nationals are Paisas. and Paisas. Pisces, and Pisces? the, Pisces. Hmm. And the um, like. The American-born Mexicans, Hispanics, are uh, Chicanos.
0: Oh, okay. So, okay, so they all keep to themselves, pretty much. Everybody. Even, so the 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 Mexicans, and then the national mexicans they they don't even do they interact at all or they do um but more better than the others
1: actually if say a race war breaks out the chicanos in the woods will um, gang up together (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) that blew my mind
0: so the the uh hispanic americans will gain up with the white guys
1: yep wow up in the uh the kinfolk and and i i thought it would probably be
0: the other way around like hey we're both brown
1: i thought the same thing too i I couldn't believe it when i when i got there and you see you see clear differences um just they uh like the the paisas will do the way they interact with each other the way they cook it's a big cultural difference than chicanos because chicanos the Pises are Mexicans and the Chicanos are Americans, and there's just big cultural differences there, even though their skin tone is similar. Um, there's they they interact entirely differently.
0: It's just a whole different culture. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I, I mean, the place. I'm was not. It? I'm not super like educated on anything, but that is the first time I've ever heard that. So that's
1: pretty mind blowing. It's even. More mind blown You're there And you're seeing The I mean
0: The Chicanos Hanging out with the white guys
1: The Exactly And like we can't Races can't intermingle Um Especially Especially Woods They're Um Nobody Beats a Woods ass Like another Wood They're The fighting Nine out of Nine out of ten fights It's Woods Fighting each other Um Really because we can't, you can't even fight another race without the other race going in. The other heads, it's got to, it's it's got to be an issue that way. If it's
0: got to be like a isolated um, conflict, kind of like
1: it's got to be, talking it's about like
0: something like
1: like personal like, beef, yeah, like a personal beef. Mm-hmm. And if uh, I ran a store in there and made money selling food and cigarettes and things like that. Um, say another race owed me money i can't send anybody out to do anything about that i have to it's go, just you i have to go talk to their head and they'll deal with it they either bring me the money that they that someone one of their race owes or they will um, they'll jump on. basically but we i can't so they'll jump the guy for you exactly because okay. i can't handle that so, business being a different race so there is a respect
0: in the instance where if you owe something, you need to pay it. Definitely. But they don't want anyone else uh, loan sharking.
1: They don't want anybody else disciplining their people.
0: Yeah. If it's any, if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be their own.
1: Exactly. Okay. Just the way mom and daddy used to do it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the, the politics get really deep, and it could go on about that uh, forever, man. And the the one takeaway from that whole experience that I really got was the good days in there were great i don't i mean my face muscles hurt from laughing some days so hard all day long um made a bunch of friends in there that were good guys and we messed around all day playing different sports and cards and joking and laughing and working out and but the bad days when the politics stuff comes down the pipe that's those bad days are really bad um some of the worst days are in there and some of the best too, if you can learn to enjoy it for what it is at the time. Yeah. It's the little things. It's a little things, man. Yeah. Sleeping in playing volleyball, handball, working out twice a day, making up new sports, you know, playing so, some I know you said, um, they, uh, the races dinner not intermingle but they didn't even play sports together or you can play sports. Um, For example woods can't eat or smoke after another race period and
0: like like if they're smoking outside you
1: can't smoke after them correct i can give them shorts of my cigarette but i cannot take theirs
0: oh okay 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 you can't take theirs yes but you can give exactly okay
1: so we just woods cannot it doesn't make any sense because they can share a needle but can't smoke can't sit at the same table um can't can't eat after them, can't sit with them they can't no other race can be on your bunk sitting on your bed watching tv anything so it is it is divided that way but and in the higher yards three yards um higher security you can't even interact with other races
0: uh, it, like uh, in within the game, higher, like being like a head or anything like that? Is that what you're talking about? Just
1: anybody. Say some of these three yards, these higher level yards, violent yards.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, Then yeah. Woods cannot interact with any other race. They can't talk with them. Nothing. And at least in the, the two yard, we could, we could communicate, play cards, play games, stuff like okay, that. Okay, so you can play cards, play games. <clears throat> the politic level was definitely lower loose is loose definitely loose it's I was on a drug yard everybody was there for drugs um and nobody was doing more than five years so it was
0: so I've heard that um that drugs Later Dakota you too um I hear that I've heard um from people they say that drugs are easier to get in prison or jail than they are at other places what would you weigh in on that
1: i disagree um i will say that all all the drugs are there and they're they come and go you can almost always find whatever you're looking for but i could walk down the road right now and find drugs no problem guaranteed
0: yeah, I mean I guess it I've, just depends on where you where you need to look, I guess.
1: And if you know what you're looking for, I've got a brother who's really heavy in drugs and he's been homeless for about six months now and kinda of really went off the deep end, but I went looking for him. I saw dozens of drug deals. Uh, and people smoking fentanyl in the parks, everywhere, just right right out in the open. So if you're Gosh, looking I, for I it, couldn't
0: imagine trying to look for fentanyl as as dangerous as it is.
1: It's the streets are flooded with it
0: yeah i hear they're always like accidentally putting or not accidentally but they're cutting into coke and stuff like that so it just the to the instance where you got to put on like a glove Mm -hmm. to handle it
1: the stuff's pretty pretty extreme and that's what makes it easier to get into a prison i think most of the stuff that comes into a lot of yards are um at least a good portion of it is brought in by guards really um some of it is dropped from drones, slingshotted in. Uh, there's a dozen ways and to do it. And you think just like <clears>
0: – <throat> so, I mean, drones and things like that, you, you think that the – I know that you said sometimes you believe it. it's brought in by guards, but you think they just uh, put a blind eye to it? Like they see it fall down or get slingshot
1: over or – a little bit of both. I do know when I was in there, the guards started at 13 something an hour. Um, oh, so they didn't give a fuck. They're, I know, mean, they're
0: just making a little bit more than like
1: the average person. Exactly. And I believe their benefits are probably really good, but it's not enough for them to really care about their job.
0: And yeah, it's not like $22 an hour or something like that.
1: Saucyos come and go. Um, it's, not, it's not something they take a ton of pride in. So that way in the amount, what drugs go for at least 10 times more in prison to where meth is. A it's,
0: you would, you would say it's more expensive in prison? It's incredibly
1: expensive. Really?
0: So like, could you get, cause I'm not, I don't, I don't, I barely smoke weed. Hardly. What would you say would be the comparison of. Like a, a class running drug compared to the prison, like street prices to prison prices.
1: So I learned about all of this in there and watching it kind of happen. Um, everybody's in there for drugs. So everybody's got stories. Um, I learned meth is roughly 20 bucks a gram. If you live in a city, mm-hmm. um, like in, like in the Phoenix area where drugs are plentiful, Yeah, uh, it's 200 a gram in prison. Um, 200 heroin is 500 a gram which is like 60 80 bucks outside
0: so okay hold on i'm i'm gonna grab a beer real quick because i need to wrap my head around this because it's baffling to me hold on i'll be right back okay so i have my beer now um What I was, uh, what I couldn't wrap my head around was, you said it's five hundred for heroin. Where, like, the only money that you get is the money that people deposit to you, right? Or you could work, or you could work it, right? You make like two dollars or something.
1: Starts out at twenty-one cents an hour.
0: Twenty-one cents. Okay, so
1: where are these people getting this money? So they are. You can get money put on your books to make commissary. It's yep. it's a tiered um, – it's kind of a tiered system to where phase one, if you don't get in any trouble in six months, you can go to phase two. Phase one is 60 a week. Phase two is 80. And I believe phase three, which is like nearly impossible to get to without getting in trouble. Uh, like if you don't – if you're in the so
0: day So is that the money that you make
1: or is that – That's – money, you're allowed to spend that much money if Uh somebody puts it on your books. Oh, okay. That's only books. Okay. correct. So, say if you were to buy, you were to screw up and get in a whole bunch of heroin debt, you would have to find an indigent person, basically someone who has no money on their books and no family. You would have to get their information, have someone you know on the outside put money on their books, then you pay them five or ten bucks to do it. So then... You can get enough product from commissary to pay off your drug debts.
0: Okay, so because they do like trade, so many no, ramen. there's no whatever. actual money. Some on the larger. Deals. Okay, so you're all you're all dealing. Okay, so you're not dealing with actual money. You're dealing with product.
1: Correct. Okay. Okay. TVs, shoes, suits. TVs. They have little 14-inch see-through TVs you can buy.
0: Okay.
1: Um. You're in there for a while it definitely makes sense
0: yeah no for sure it's a good
1: way to stay out of trouble too
0: yeah just sit in bed and watch tv all day yep. yeah makes sense okay um that's fucking that's a that's crazy to like just get someone and be like hey i need you to have your family member or friend send me a bunch of money which good luck finding that
1: there's a lot there's a lot of indigent people in there um, there's a lot of what? Indigent. Um, basically, like people who have no money, they they have zero support, um, especially being on a drug yard. A lot of these people have kind of burned out their resources or they had nothing to begin with and no family, nobody to take care of them. So there's a lot of people in there that don't get any commissary at all, and they have to eat whatever chow hall meals and whatever else or and they can work in there's working for the prison and then there's working for the inmates cleaning houses like cleaning cells um shoe cleaning shoes doing but all that's that
0: that's inside right like <clears throat> that's that's,
1: yeah. that's inside a lot of those guys do that i paid a guy a pouch of tobacco which is was like 370 or something like that three dollars seventy cents a week and he would mop my cell and um like sweep and mop and wipe everything down Every day, five days a week, actually. Shit, dude. So and they would do that, and then they talk would get up,
0: talk about an all time low.
1: You know, and it's good for them because they don't have any money on their books. DUIs also, a lot of guys with DUs will do that because they tax them really hard on their accounts to pay back their fines. Really? So
0: so they're they're just taking like fifteen cents out of their twenty cents.
1: Correct. It's That's a, fucking. It's that I think seventy percent of their pay goes to. Goes to their DUI fines. I'm
0: um, well, can I get like 20 cents for every book I read? Yeah, that'd be a cool like thing to work into the system or something like that.
1: They have Rio Salado, Rio Salado, um, like online college, and you do it all on paper. So yeah, had a friend get his degree, uh, an associate's degree. I've, in I've there. heard
0: of people getting like
1: crazy degrees in prison. Um, so
0: that's that's cool. That's definitely cool. Um. So, like, in the instance, like, fuck, I couldn't even imagine paying
1: $500 for a little bit of heroin. That's, that's nuts. It is. I watched so many friends in there. That's the bummer, too. You see all these guys. You meet them. They're sober. They're good dudes. They're laughing. They're having a good time. They're <coughs> being decent people. They're not stealing, causing problems. And then you watch drugs come in and then all of a sudden everything changed everybody's getting skinny again um and up all night picking at themselves gosh how are they doing so much there it doesn't take much or long and especially for somebody who has a drug problem already then then they can they can just get into it really bad um and people end up getting rolled off the yard have to like have to go into protective custody over their drug debts all the time i mean i guess the thing is to do i guess the thing
0: to do is just rack up a debt and then just get in put in protective custody.
1: you know you've got people do it but you have a target on your back oh yeah because you, you got to go. come out you
0: got to come out at some point
1: well they're going to basically move you to another yard someone from that other yard is going to communicate to the they're, they're going to hear about a,
0: how how do they even hear from each other they write letters or
1: what uh letters piggybacking letters and basically like sending a letter to somebody on the you can't send letters from prison to prison but if you know somebody in that other prison and you can send a letter outside and they can send it back to the other prison oh, so you send it to your buddy but, they send it but
0: oh well I mean I guess I was gonna say but how would they know because they open up all your mail but I guess you would be
1: using code and stuff like that they don't read your letters on the way out but on the way in so they don't even read them most of the time on the way in so if you're in um, they have this thing called SSI I can't remember what it stands for Um, but that's basically gang task force if you've got gang insignia swazis things like that tattooed on you you'll get put into that they'll read every letter um, in and out and then they kind of every phone call is recorded regardless but they're not listening to them yeah. People do paper checks and stuff all the time on there um, Someone comes in and doesn't have paperwork showing why they're in there They might be a cop uh, They might be a pedophile Something like that That nobody wants on the yard Yeah, So because
0: that's a target in itself
1: Exactly And if you're a wood And one of the other races Find out that you have a pedophile In your race That's not good yeah. So that's how that's how race wars start. So everybody has to be on top of their people. Yeah. And you know everybody, the racism, the the race factor is weird, but it works surprisingly well in
0: there. So how do how do um, other inmates find out about a person's like uh,
1: criminal background? Outsiders. Outside his tone but make a call. um, then use code on the phone call to get the inmates number and then someone on the outside looks up in public record. And then the next day you make that same call call and they let you know you know what's going on, what they're in there for, whatever. Hmm. that's that's
0: crazy, they have a whole system set up in there.
1: The most ingenuity I've ever seen in my life, man stuff i would have never guessed they could make um and figure out lighters and um, like electronics tattoo guns made out of cd players and tape tape player or like a a little radio battery pack and a piece of a pen and a guitar string or like a clicky pen spring straightened out i've watched them make Uh, ink out of soot from hair wax make candles out of hair wax burn it in a box scrape the soot off add a little bit of water and so i mean that that makes sense but that's crazy crazy The some of the items that i've seen made in there are really impressive man
0: what was the craziest thing you ever saw made in there
1: so the pisces make everything right like just like you. the
0: pisces are the the mexicans
1: yep Mexican the Maxine yep yeah they you know you go down to the border and they've got all kinds of things that they're they're selling down there to tourists and stuff yeah um, Purses made out of chip bags that look really good They're all woven like a straw hat pretty wow. much but they're functional uh, a lot of that stuff tattoo guns pretty impressive when you see it in action um, I mean it's not even it's got a battery pack on it it runs on batteries man it's cordless yeah it's pretty dang impressive. I don't have any tattoos myself. It's not my thing. But. Yeah, me neither. I don't have any tattoos. But watching that and just the the p- things that people can make, saltwater lighters, make like a, like a plasma lighter, basically. It's pretty, that one's pretty dang cool to see. Um, Gosh, the human mind, right? <laughs> but, uh, you can take your over-the-ear headphones, you know, like your beats basically yeah. they sell some of those on commissary um and i've seen the Pisces take them and wire them in to be speakers for the tv because the tvs have to be watched with headphones but they can wire it in and they do something they take the, or the tv apart and do something with the amp inside of it and make it really loud coming out of those like it's actually and loud. they don't get caught they excited. do oh. they'll it's it's against the rules to do it and they'll take your tv um, I've seen them sand the numbers off of a TV. I bought a TV in there off an inmate, and they uh, sanded the other inmates' numbers off of it with toothpaste and like used that for a, rub- a lapping compound and then had something similar to a tattoo gun, but it was an engraver, and engraved my numbers on it. So wow. the ingenuity... I had a, a special set of clothes, Shit. man. And for, I got a, a nice set of clothes and I took it to the Pisces again and they tailored it all for me, brought the sleeves in. and
0: When they put your number in there, did it look good?
1: Oh yeah. It what? Good. It, they use the, um, the COs use an in like a engraver just like that to do it. The difference is my TV got clapped by the cops because when they do random checks, um, wake you up at three in the morning dogs everybody flip everybody's house upside down pour everything out make a huge mess but they go through their property file and they saw i didn't have a tv on there
0: oh
1: so there's then my tv was gone but i bought another one the next day okay so it's a little bit of a cat and mouse but and that's really not their biggest problem uh doing things like that creates more of an issue for them than it's worth so it doesn't happen they're by taking TVs and dumb things like that it just makes the inmates angry but we get it when it's drugs and stuff like that like you already knew you were going to get in trouble if you get caught with that shanks things like that but like things like dude just want to watch some TV yeah I'm stuck here so they generally try not to do that but you'll get some cop on Some rampage. guy
0: that's just, like, by the book.
1: Yep. And just an asshole. There's some of
0: those out there, too, man. There's a lot of those out there. I'm sure it just uh, got a power control.
1: Mm-hmm. Met some good cops in there. Hold on.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, that's... That's so crazy. I'm, I'm still, like... I. Every day. I, I never knew, like... <laughs> I've heard things, but I've never had anyone tell me exactly how the system worked. And it's just, it's baffling to hear about all that.
1: Every day I, in there, I had a no shit moment. I mean, like wanted to write it down and go home and be like, dad, you need to hear about this. You know, the, the stuff that goes on in there is, <clears throat> it's wild. I, and I can't tell you how many days I'd come back from dinner chow and go smoke a cigarette outside and be watching the sunset over the sawtooth over here. Um, And I would just think like it would hit me. I'd look down and I'm looking, watch the sunset through the barbed wire and I'm wearing orange and I'm like, holy shit, man, I'm actually here. Yeah. That happened a lot of times, man. Did you see
0: anything (laughs) crazy in there?
1: Um, I know it was lower. Like one dude, one dude got, stabbed with a welding rod um like the day before i got there wait do they have welding classes there not anymore shit so, lost the welding class right there so
0: they they snuck one of the welding rods and sharpened it
1: no just it was in welding class It was just a personal beef oh he just had it and just stuck it in them mm-hmm. or did he pull it off and stick it in them or if it, it, i don't it must have just been in you know you use a bunch of rods there's probably a, a cylinder there full of rods and they got oh, in an argument
0: yeah right? yeah just in just an area where they disposed of them
1: yeah you grab one or just fresh ones i mean it's um really not the the place was a lot of fighting but the um that's really pretty standard fights every other day but most of it's yeah.
0: But it's mostly – you were saying that most of the fights were internal with the woods?
1: Most definitely.
0: But most of them on any – are outside – or. besides them was mostly inside
1: of their own race? Yes, and it almost all happens in the bathroom where there's no cameras. So – and that's just another level of politics. Um, If I go out there and I have a problem with someone and I start a fight in the day room – that's a big problem. I'm gonna end up getting jumped for doing that, especially if it's with another race. That's a huge problem. Um, you can't just go fight. You gotta say, "Hey, I want to fight," and then you gotta to go to the bathroom and fight it out in there.
0: That way, you have to schedule it
1: in a way. Basically, because if we
0: ask permission from the other race, if it's another race, yeah. So you went up, you go up to them, and you say, "Like, hey." blah, 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 was, like, talking shit to me, blah, blah, blah. Can I fight him? Yeah. And is there – so is there, like, a sort of, like, a principle about that where they're, like – sometimes they might say, like, no, or are they going to say, oh, you're justified, go ahead? So or does it just
1: depend? It de- it does depend. There's every, – every race operates a little bit differently. Um, yeah. Given that we're in Arizona, um, there's not really – it's like hardly any black people here, which means there's hardly any kinfolk in prison. So they they don't have the force. They, they don't operate nearly as heavily like a gang. They're, as they're, the they're
0: not as... Um... <clears throat>
1: forthcoming because they have lesser numbers and they don't they don't they're not so tight if if you as a wood if you get caught coming from the bathroom without washing your hands you get jumped really um if wow. you're anything that could the same thing with fighting if we get in a fight in the day room now the everybody everybody's getting locked down the other races are getting locked down too now that's gonna piss off the yeah, other race so they know it's because of you and if they see someone coming out of the bathroom without washing their hands that's dirty um cooking fish in the microwave um well, any, that, that one's a given anything nah. that could <laughs> impact other people around you um that's the things you got to look out for so a lot of really weird that's, stuff happen. that's crazy
0: like i mean i see people leave the bathroom without washing their hands and i'm like you're fucking disgusting but
1: yeah they they have a whole new level for it mm-hmm. going to breakfast without brushing your teeth first Got to brush your teeth before you go to breakfast. Wow. Can't be sitting at the table with your stinky morning breath with other people. Um, A lot of uh, not showering often enough. Any of the weird little things. um, Shaving your pews and not cleaning it up in the shower. We all got to use those showers.
0: Um, Okay. Well, I mean, I, I can understand that one, but... Every, every one of those, the, the degrees so, like, high. Yeah. It's just not like, hey, dude, you do this. It's like,
1: you want to die? Yep. Clean up your pubes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get jumped. Don't wash your hands. Get jumped. Um, you know, that's that's why I read seven books in the first seven days because I was sitting on my bunk just listening, man. I had no idea. So, did was there ever, like, in... in
0: <laughs> I'm, all, I'm only gathering this from, like, movies or whatever. There wasn't some old guy that was like that taught you the ways of the prison or some your roommate or um
1: you get a or a cellmate rather yeah you get a, um not really and there's you kind of just being me i didn't really fit in there it took a long time it's not i wasn't a drug addict i didn't live that life i didn't never lived on the streets um and i had a weed farm man yeah um, i didn't i didn't you were clean i didn't click clean i i went in there and i got like some cavity filled and stuff uh everybody else was like dude how'd you do that they just yank my teeth out you know so like they yank your teeth out over a cavity they'll pull the tubes oh okay
0: okay i i thought you were talking about cavity no. Like they were searching your cavities. I was like, no, they're, the, they're like, Oh, you got something in here. <laughs>
1: the, the dentist in there, I uh, went in there and it had a cavity and I, I got it, you know, drilled out and filled and, and came back. I think I had two of them or something. Um, and they were like, you know, I talked to a bunch of people with big cavity. They inked their teeth, but you know, I was clean cut when I went in there. Um, healthy. My teeth were in pretty good shape. A lot of So these you, guys you think
0: they kind of looked at you like a, uh, Like you, um,
1: you get a little bit different treatment, Judge. Was it like you kind of
0: had like a silver spoon in their eyes?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I did see that. It also, my, the head of my pod left a couple months after I got there. Um, but people also looked at me and they were like, hey, man, you got your shit together. Um, we want you to be the head of this pod for the woods, so I ended up being pushed into politics in that manner too. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's
0: it's not easy to like to gl- decline something like that because everyone's looking at you.
1: And then the other options were a bunch of shot out white boys that had no leadership qualities whatsoever they were definitely probably gonna get beat up or close to die cause more problems and it's worth. And if somebody else is everything, you're involved in everything. Uh, I yeah. had my whole store stolen by my, uh, my old selling and, Yelling. and then, uh, wait,
0: what do you mean by your store?
1: I bought, I rolled cigarettes until I made enough money. Okay.
0: So you, you buy something and you roll it and then you, you jack up the price of course and then you sell it and your your ex cellmate
1: stole all of it stole everything and then um so that's that's at that point we figured out that he did it um and i had to take him to the bathroom over that uh he because if
0: you didn't do it then
1: then it it
0: would look bad on you
1: then it's two on one for me yeah I'll, i'll have to go in there with with two woods and then if i start winning then it's four woods like you will really they
0: just keep coming in
1: they'll just keep there's coming there's in. no winning there's no winning
0: unless you're like jackie chan or something like that
1: it's a lesson and you know you're you're getting an education That's you're either living up to your
0: uh your uh title or you have to beat all of us mm-hmm. yep to show that you were right
1: <laughs> there and at that point is you just you learn to just get your ass kicked and then be done with it rather than try to fight
0: Watch so a lot of people do it do you do you think that you went hard on him or you took it easy or you were you made it look good
1: um went really hard on him man oh you had to huh had to because there's
0: someone watching
1: plus the there was another pod um, head in there plus the head of the yard for the woods in there too and they oh. said you're not done you're not done like keep going
0: oh okay so, so there was there was a, a check and balance
1: right there exactly and it's like no this is most of the fights in there like you get jumped for not brushing your teeth yeah um, it's not that big of a deal you get 30 seconds uh, of two dudes swinging on you and it's over
0: yeah that's um uh, it May seem long in the moment But I but mean it, That's not long
1: It's not long yeah. it's, it's not But larger infractions Get heavier discipline It's still physical But um, It's gonna be worse Basically Sheesh
0: <clears throat> That's crazy dude
1: But it The system does work Fairly well Keeps people in line The place would be A disgusting mess If it weren't For the The inmate system the way that the the races are run, it keeps everybody um, in
0: check up to a certain point.
1: In check up to a certain point, and things go smoothly that way, and uh, it's clean. Everybody's tidy. You don't have to deal with a lot of that stuff too, uh, because there's consequences. I did. I definitely did like that portion of it. Um, a lot of these guys were homeless before, and they would live the same way. In there, not showering, not cleaning their clothes, and they I mean, got
0: beat up, and then they learned
1: <clears throat> exactly. And then it's just you just don't even do it, you know, you learn what not to do, and you don't do that.
0: That sounds like <laughs> it sounds like and it sounds shittier, but it sounds like military times like 15 boot <laughs> camp in prison but like but like cause the military's got like certain ways you're supposed to act things like that you're you're uh, you're in debt to the government at that point but at this point the government you're not in debt to, well you are in debt to them but there's all these people that are not these contractors and they're just like Brush your teeth, shave up your pubes, blah blah. Or else we're beating your ass.
1: It's like 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 old time, mm-hmm. except worse because they could kill you. They took the military and the prison system, run off the same playbook. Yeah, the place is set up the same, um, same beds, same blankets, same wool blankets. Um, chow hall is extremely similar. They call it a chow hall. A lot of the words are go from one to the other. I was. Incredibly surprised on the similarities there. There, it's efficient, um, and that's one thing I learned in the Air Force was <clears throat> that the government can definitely be efficient when they want to be.
0: When they want to be, of course.
1: So, and I before I thought there was no way, but then I went there and I was like, "Hot damn, this is efficient!" Okay? <laughs> it's like I don't, I didn't have a single second to feel sorry about myself today.
0: <laughs> wow, that's. That's fucking nuts. All that's crazy. i I still can't. Just, ugh. Feel like the- me, like me. If I went to prison or jail or anything like that, I, I couldn't think. If if I had a drug a uh, drug addiction, I couldn't imagine <coughs> asking someone to do like get like five hundred bucks for me or even having 500 bucks because I'd be getting like $40 like every two weeks or something like that. So it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. And I mean, hell, I'd, i clean people's cells and stuff like that, but that's only so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, are there people that have like a huge debt and they're like indebted for like a year or does it not get that far? Do they get
1: beat up and are killed? Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll get, um, They'll get beat up before that happens or they'll, they'll roll off the yard. Debts, especially on low level yards, debts will run, um, for weeks at a time, which they really shouldn't. Um, it won't, doesn't work that way on higher level yards. they the debts get paid immediately. Um, you store something out this week, it gets paid next week. <clears throat> the thing is, you know, and, and it sounds like, and it is a bad time, um, but A lot of my friends in there had multiple drug charges, and were just—they were—they revoked. They went to court and asked the judge to revoke their probation and just send them to prison. They're—they're like, I'm not ever gonna make it. I'm never gonna finish probation. All this drug testing, Maricopa County Drug Court—all like it's all really strenuous, and they don't have the resources or the willpower to complete it. So they say, just send me to prison. I'll do my year and be done. And um, I met a lot of people who did that. They're like, I just, I'll, never, I'll never finish this program. And <clears throat> the, the incredible thing is I believe the Arizona prison system has been tracking inmates by one number. My number, 316048, is my number for life. Um, if I ever go back, I get the same number. So they've been tracking these, I believe, since the 50s or 60s. And I am only number 316,000, which tells you how many people go back. When I was 100 people a day go to prison in Arizona, 100 people a day, that's 36,500 people a year, which means in 10 years, we should hit my number. Not in, what has that been, 70 years, 60, Mm -hmm. 70 years. So that just tells you that almost everybody that goes in goes back. If a hundred people a day are going to prison, a lot of them have already been there before. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all repeat offenders. <clears throat> and when I walked out of there, um, I was like, see ya. Uh, and then one of the cops was like, you'll be back. And like knowing myself, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Um, And I understand where they're coming from Because that's what they see I saw people leave and come back in two, three weeks Yeah, Walking right back through that door And you're like, holy shit, dude
0: So, what's I know we we took a big portion of this uh, Talking about it Just because I was Fascinated and Utterly shocked by it Um, What would you say Could be bettered in the prison system In general It doesn't even have to be Arizona itself
1: I think The um,
0: Cause You were image. you were in jail Or prison Prison I Prison did, okay
1: Yeah Did a little bit of jail time Leading up to that Yeah um, Waiting for transport um, I would say That the healthcare portion Of it is severely lacking <clears throat> As I'm uh, I'm a big Fan And uh, I Of freedom, personal freedom. And I don't feel that it's okay to imprison somebody and treat them the way I was treated. And I saw other people treated when we were sick. Uh, you, if I had, I had a sinus infection that got pretty bad. Uh, I, there's nobody, you can't just go to the doctor. You have, to write. you have to sign
0: up on the list, right? <laughs> you to have to request. put a sheet
1: in a box. Sometimes they don't even come pick up the box. And then sometimes you put the sheet in. It might be days before you're seen. Now you're running a fever. You're sweating. You've got a sign that you have an infection in your head. Uh, yeah. And that stuff goes on and on. Uh, it's really hard to get noticed for those things when it could be serious. But don't, they just don't care. I think that the healthcare and I, I get being in prison is punishment, but it shouldn't be that way. We still have rights as human beings. Yeah. And if I was outside, I would get my I would go to the doctor and I would get a diagnosis and the proper medication. But that's not even an option. <clears throat> Basically, it takes it takes a lot of uh, a lot of pushing to get something like that done. Yeah
0: you gotta be on top of it and when you're sitting there multiple submissions and stuff like that
1: not not sleeping for a couple days having fever nightmares and uh, being in really poor shape that's really hard to do um especially in a place like that yeah which it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way Healthcare should be um should be taken care of in a more timely manner Basically, should we have a, a better process For that And I'm, I would hope they have things figured out I've been in communication With some friends who've been back um, Through COVID And they said it was Really bad During COVID, a lot of people got sick um, People were dying The yards were all locked down Everybody was stuck in Their cells um, For months at a time without having, like, rec time because COVID, everything got locked down and they didn't want all of the inmates intermingling and passing COVID around. So that would be... Being in prison in 2020-21 would be much harder just given... uh, The yard doors open in the morning and I could go in or out all the way up until, like, 7 o'clock or something. 8 o'clock. And could go outside and smoke and uh, play sports, do whatever, and freely go in and out. So being locked down for that period of time would make it a much worse experience, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds.
1: Being in county for three weeks and not seeing the sun once is pretty bad. I had a friend go back to county for nine months and didn't see the sun one time. Came out liquid paper white.
0: Did you ever go in the hole?
1: okay no. huh. briefly, but not for any period of time. Once, once I had to handle my business with my Sally, um, <clears throat> I got put in there for a little while. Um, but less than a day. Okay. Because they knew what he did too.
0: Uh, what was that like?
1: Um, was it as terrible as it? <clears throat> absolutely. The, that kind of seclusion um, solitary confinement is
0: it sounds awful and it doesn't sound good
1: it that is as bad as it gets man <clears throat> there's there's a prison in phoenix called alhambra and that's the transfer facility everybody goes starts at alhambra and then gets shipped out to their other yards alhambra is a high level yard because everybody is not basically divided up yet so you i was in a 10-man cell um one guy was in there for murder fraud, um, a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, so it was just a mixing pot. I was in there for 10 or 13 days it's a rather long time. It's 23 and a half hour lockdown. Um, there's no pencils, no paper. Uh, we had like half a bible and that's it. So you're, um, no sunlight, you're locked down, you don't know what time of day it is, no clock, no nothing. Um, that is a rough way to live. And being, if there was at least other people to talk to in there, being in solitary for an extended period of time would be torture. I guess you'd read more books.
0: Well, I mean, aren't (laughs) you in the dark?
1: No. No, you're not? No, there's lights. Um, Lights on It's just a traditional... Um, small cell bed toilet. Okay, because
0: I always imagined when you went in the hole, it was just a, a dark room that they stuck you in that was super small. Yeah.
1: No, it's just a it's just a single man cell with no yard, no nothing. Um, kind of like a holding cell, basically. But yeah, because it's like like this big, right? They're small. They're um, I don't like, know, like
0: like this, and it's like uh, like rectangular.
1: Yep, it's rectangular, yeah. and it's probably six by ten or something. Just a, a bed and a... It's a one-unit toilet um, water fountain sink. <clears throat> so, like, the tank of your toilet basically has a sink and a water fountain on top of it.
0: Hey, what up, <laughs> Um. Um... What was it? Uh, okay, so besides, uh, and I'm not, I'm not like saying like besides that, but like aside from like the health system that they have in the prisons, what would you, would you have any other further uh, rec- uh, recommendations for like prisons to upkeep on or, or is that just the main thing?
1: The sports for me were a big thing. Um, the, sports equipment was really really in poor shape they've gotten rid of all weights in arizona state prison so there's no weightlifting, um which i don't fully understand it would be nice for people to be able to better their health in there and yeah more easily at least push out like any of their like just work out yeah get some get some gym time in there um I don't. What I saw from prison was it is not a rehabilitation facility. It's no, just, just timeout. And I think it could be well, beneficial of, with more of a rehabilitation factor. And I agree with you in that
0: sense. I know they have a lot of different benefits in it, like you can get your master's and stuff like that. But I feel like um, they should have. I mean. <clears throat> Everyone's not going to want to go to college while they're in prison. They're already having a shitty time, but I feel like they should have like some
1: sort of like
0: like other uh,
1: furthering like uh, there are trade classes you can take as well.
0: Well, I mean, there's that, but like it's going to school altogether. Like there's some people that are just like there's some people that don't take advantage of those things even though they're offered. I feel like there should be, like, I was uh, watching a documentary on prisons, and they, there was one prison, I don't remember where it was at, so, but they had a thing where, like, for every book an inmate read, it took a day off their sentence, or I could be mixing that up, but it was, it took time off of their sentence, so they were just... There's people that were uh, getting, uh, they were just reading books and they could, you know, they they could get out sooner. But on top of that, and this might have not been the other one, I might be cross-referencing it. I saw a couple of them, but there was another prison that they had. And of course, it's a very shitty prison, like, very shitty upheld. Mm -hmm. You're in this shitty place, but if you could keep a clean record not not deal any drugs not or sorry not run drugs you didn't get any fights you didn't do any of the stuff they took you out of that cell and they put you in like a lower security like uh, like on. where you have access to computers and the library and it seemed like almost a school setting kind of but as soon as you messed up you start fighting people you started uh, bringing drugs and stuff like that They threw you back in the pot
1: And my experiences with one Basically one prison here In Arizona There's a lot of different setups um, Like the prison down here in Douglas They have um, It's like An old Motel 6 or something like that So they have actual rooms No um, They also have trailers Like mobile, mobile homes That they house inmates in as well so yeah. there's different setups but that there's also different levels of workyards too and there's different work jobs there was a concrete crew uh that was an outside job so these guys left every day and went and did concrete in the civilian world yeah uh instead of being in prison there are there are different uh different it just jobs. depends
0: on what prison you're at
1: Depends on which they're one not
0: all equal they're just they all diff- offer different things exactly
1: okay. they're all kind of they're all kind of different and they're for different things some are DUI yards some are strictly um, violent offenders Um, there's it's just kind of across the board and I ended up at the drug yard which was really a blessing um, because it was fairly nonviolent, and it wasn't um, it was definitely lower security could be it can always be worse man you just don't want to know how
0: I don't want to know how. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to personally know how.
1: Exactly. That's but, my that's one of yeah. my dad's sayings, man. When things are going bad, that's what he says. It can always be worse. You just can don't want it always be how. worse.
0: Um We've ran up um a lot of times and I'm not tired of the I'm not tired of it, but we've ran up a a good amount of time, way more than I I offered you initially. And I really appreciate you, and I've super enjoyed this. Um, do you have any final thoughts to say to the podcast at all? Like anything that's on your mind? What's going good on what's go, What's going good in
1: Chase's life? the uh, The new company, Rigid Defense, is taking off. We're just getting everything off the ground for that. Um, life is good, man. Life is good. And my my final thoughts is for everybody out there is just enjoy life be as positive as possible always look for an opportunity to learn don't look at something as positive or negative always but find a way to where you can walk away from a bad situation with more knowledge or maybe a better frame of view even the worst things can be good things God. can't
0: can't hear anything better than that um, Welcome for uh, tuning in to the No Name Podcast, because I don't have a name for it, but...
1: it just might be it.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about it. But you guys just keep going out there, keep grinding it out, keep loving yourself, know that you're amazing, and I'll try to get back on here again whenever I can. This was a random encounter with a friendly stranger. So you guys have a great night.